comes to be self-evident that all men are created So when we're marching and protesting and posting, tell your friends to pull up. Some members of that society, namely black American people, watch how the contract that they have signed with society is not being honored by the society that has forced them to sign it with them. There is no contract if law and people in power don't uphold their end of it. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Suburban Real Talk with Emma, Sydney, Sarah, and Rachel. Today, we want to talk to you guys about intersectionality. Well, really, we're going to talk to each other, but you guys will listen to it, I think. So, (laughs) just a fun little definition to get things kicked off. Intersectionality is defined as the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, and gender, regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage, a theoretical approach based on such a premise. So, yeah, let's get into it. So before we get started on our conversation, I just want to pop in with our uh, daily shout out. Um, today's shout out is an Instagram page called Why I Matter CT. So as most of you know, we are from Connecticut. So um, this page um, is a little closer to home for us. So it's at Why I Matter CT, all, all lowercase, all connected. And basically this page is all about just highlighting Um, the beauty of black and brown individuals sharing their stories showing the world why they matter and just validating their lives and their experiences which is really important to do not just now but all the time so uh, give them a follow and just let's um, appreciate and love the people that they share on that page all right well I have an idea so what if to start we went around and um, of course, for the sake of the listeners, you know, to really know where we're coming from. But we go around and we um, state the different types of oppression <laughs> that we face. <laughs> like, what really makes our experience, if our experience is intersectional? So, I'll start. I am a black woman, so I experience sexism and racism and, you know, like, the conjunction between the two. I also... Um, identify as bisexual which isn't something people can you know easily see about me you know unless they're at a party with me (laughs) so (laughs) my uh experiences with that aren't as um explicit as I would say my other ones are but that's me so um I am a white female so um intersectionality hasn't played a role in my life but um, I do have experiences with sexism, so I can touch upon that um, later in this episode. Yeah, and I identify as a woman and black. I'm a black woman. Hello, everyone. I identify as a white female, and I have definitely experienced sexism um, in my life. And growing up, being 100% Jewish, both my parents are Jewish, I've definitely experienced some discrimination throughout my life that I, I will discuss some of the stories later throughout this episode, but yeah. 
So y'all want to talk about what unites us, misogyny? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Wait, I actually don't know what you said. <laughs> What'd you say again? I said, do you guys want to um, talk about what unites us, misogyny? Yeah. Yeah. Bad, right? What's the worst? I mean, I don't know if anything will come to he- like to your mind right now, but what's the worst like a sexist thing you've had done to you? Well, see, I don't have like the worst. I can't think of maybe the worst, but like, like something, something that, that comes to stuck mind. out. Well, also, I don't know if this counts. Like, does catcalling count as that? I, feel I like count it because that literally ha- like I just like this is so fresh on my mind because literally like this was three days ago mm-hmm. three guys on motorcycles were like literally following my car and like not even looking where they were going because they were in front of me like with their heads completely turned around being like woo and like honking and like winking at me and I was and then like we were all at a stoplight and they literally just stopped right next to my car and were like trying to talk to me and I was like oh, like I'm God. just trying to like, drive leave me alone but that was just like a small thing like why do men do that <laughs> but my like more prominent example which is like definitely not the worst thing but but um so I'm super into like fitness and lifting and um I don't know why it got brought up to some random guy at the mall don't ask me um he like sat with me and my roommate when we were eating and it was super uncomfortable and like we just got into this weird conversation and basically this guy who I don't even know told me that I have no like business lifting and like trying to grow my muscles because like I should just be doing cardio and running like all other girls because I'm not going to be pretty if I like have big muscles so I was like I got so like if you asked my roommate at the time like she was like shit 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 because like I was getting really fired up and like I did try to defend myself but like that was just annoying because I'm like I can do what I want (laughs) beat the fuck out of me and now Emma takes steroids (laughs) (laughs) I don't (laughs) oh my god but that's like I don't know yeah that's an experience that came to my mind when I was just thinking about this yeah catcalling is the fucking worst and like I mean it never. It's not like it's better when it's from, like, more attractive people, but, like, until, like, I went to, like, Latin America, like, my cat collars were always, like, 60-year-old black men with no teeth. Yes, (laughs) yeah. Consistently, and they'd always be like, hey, what's up, brown titties, or something like Ah! that. Like, especially, I remember the first time I was just like, I'm 14, I'm alone in Baltimore, (laughs) like, I don't know what to do. I also feel like there's a difference between, like, someone just like interrupting what you're doing or like you're in your car or like you're walking and they're in their car and they like yell something at you versus like someone like that you're talking to or meeting or like they come up to you at a public place and they like give you a compliment yeah. or like, like a stranger grabbing mm-hmm. your arm in a grocery store yeah, or like grabbing like the back of like the your lower like touching back you and yeah. you're at a party you. and everyone knows the feeling when a guy's trying to get through and they like they grab your you. why yeah. can't they just like, like tap you on the shoulder excuse and say excuse me, me. Like, no they're no trying to, to like cop a feel right a so i feel time. like there's definitely like a difference like you saying like i don't know i mean <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a difference, and like catcalling is just never cute, ever. Because if it was cute, most. it's just flirting, you know. Like if someone's like trying to get your attention in like a nice way, it's not. Cat it's not going to be when they're driving by you and you're walking down the road, or you're and trying they're to not fill up shouting your across, shouting derogatory things to you. Like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. yeah. 
yeah cuba was fun i'm like i got kind of like used to it because it is like a lot of the culture and mm-hmm. like i don't know i don't want to come in with my like u.s view and be like you're wrong because like it's not it's their culture. culture but like i got like way more i don't know like just like at one point i remember just like all of a sudden just like being like oh but then sometimes I would not be. Ooh. Remember in Brazil, it was big in Brazil too. Yeah, it's like a very loud. And it's yeah, like thing. old, me- like older yeah, men but, like, I don't with their like that. wives and their children. Yeah, yes, that's <laughs> the thing. It would be like their whole family, and then this man would be like, "Hey, oh my <laughs> I need God. another kid." Disrespect <laughs> your wife, right? Oh my there. God. And your children are like, "Okay, so you're just gonna hit on this girl who's like what four years old?" <laughs> that's Damn. So yeah. The audacity of men. I'm gonna write a book. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, what when those guys on their motorcycles driving by? Like, when I didn't give them the time of day, they literally just inched forward to the girl in front of me and were like harassing her in her car. And like, she was like, like humoring them and talking back to them. And like, there were multiple people in the car, so she probably also felt like a little safer. Like, I was alone in my car, so I was yeah. like, I'm not trying to like deal with you guys. But it's like, and like the other two were laughing and they kept doing that like woo thing which just like freaks me out and like i just feel like that's those three guys like literally motorcycle around to harass women in their cars mm-hmm. because do shit like that. it's so weird Ugh. like i literally when i'm at stoplights i like rarely look at the car next to me if i'm alone in the car because i'm always just freaked out mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if it's gonna be some creepy guy and get so weird so quick mm-hmm. yeah i'm sorry moving along to like sexism i would say I don't know if I told you guys this story. I maybe told Emma, but it was this past year, and I was just looking for a part-time job just to literally get some easy money, and I applied to, it was a distribution center for CVS, and the job was basic, like anyone could do this job. Um, They even told me when they saw my resume that I was overqualified for the job. So I went in for the interview, and... I would say I overdressed, but I would rather be overdressed, like dressed really nice than yeah. underdressed. Yeah. So I was Every wearing, time. yeah, I was wearing a nice suit, like a blazer, a nice blouse. Rachel, I'd kill to see you in a suit. Dress pants. <laughs> <laughs> but I walk in immediately. I notice I'm the only girl in this distribution distribution center, and a lot of the work is just literally packing, stowing boxes, putting product in, um, in boxes, just. A lot of manual labor, but it was pretty easy. Like, I've worked in a distribution center before. It's nothing that I haven't done before. So, immediately when I walk in, everyone is just all eyes on me. Everyone's staring. I could tell they were, like, judging me because I was a girl. And I went into the office. And, obviously, I was overdressed. And when you're doing manual labor, like, the other people are going to be underdressed. But it was an interview, so I wanted to dress nice and, like, present myself well. So, I sat down, and the guy was, like, looking at me, and he was, like, so, like, why do you want this job? And I was, like, listen, I go to school in Rhode Island. The place was, like, 20 minutes away, and I just wanted to make some easy money and just get yeah. experience working. And, and he, isn't your major, like, chain? Yeah, it's supply something. chain, so yeah, I so need... Yeah, so it kind of fits that. Yeah, experience key. working in a distribution center, so... He looks at me and he like kind of gives me a tour of everything. He's like, I mean, I don't know. Do you think you'd be able to like do some of this stuff? I'm like, yes, I did exactly this stuff in my internship. Exactly for the two same summers, stuff. right? Yeah, for two you read summers. Read my resume, you'd know. And he was like, yeah, but do you think you'd be able to lift like 30 pounds? Like, I don't know. I don't think I've you would. I've seen Rachel deadlift 135 pounds. And I'm over here like, 
in my head, I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't the job for me because I don't want to be treated like yeah. this. And like, obviously he went through my resume. I was so overqualified for this job. And in the end, I didn't get it, but I'm glad I didn't get it because I do not want to be treated any different than any other yeah, like I person mean, in there. If he's going to say in the, in the interview that he doesn't think you can lift 30 pounds after he said you were overqualified for the job and then mm-hmm. you don't get it, like that kind of sounds mm-hmm. cut case. Like I, I just, I didn't get it. Why are men so afraid of like strong women? Like not even like they're going to like strong. throw them. Yeah, I like think man like, was, like all up in your dick yeah, about yeah. lifting. Like what the fuck? I don't even think he was worried about me not being able to lift and stuff. I think that was an, an excuse or a ploy to, he looked at me and automatically thought I wouldn't want to get my hands dirty, dirty yeah. or do all this. Like the, the work was simple and easy, but he looked one look at me and he was like, Oh, this girl has her nails painted and she's dressed all nice. She doesn't want to like do all the dirty work. Bruh, sorry. No you were like, dressed professional. You apply for the fucking job. Exactly. If you showed up in like, casually dressed they would have been like oh this girl doesn't take yeah. this seriously yeah like i, I just think i mean i've worked in places where they've talked to me differently because i'm a girl um i had this supervisor once and he would not give me any eye contact whatsoever and at first i thought he just didn't like me and then i noticed he did it to every other girl that worked in the place too and I was like, that's super weird. And I would be in a room, we'd have meetings or whatever, and I'd be in a room, and anytime he would talk to someone, it would never be me. He would always have to address a different male in the room, never me. And I thought it was super strange. Anytime I talked, he would never make eye, eye contact with me. It was just so weird, the weirdest thing. Anytime I brought up an idea, he wouldn't really listen to it. And then what do you know? Another male mentioned the same exact idea. And then he would respond to him and be like, oh, my God, what a great idea. Like, Rachel and I both just like got our degrees in like business style, their business style degrees. And like, I don't know, I just like really want to try to avoid working like in corporate if I can or just I mean, which is shitty because also like we should just try to change it <laughs> to not be so sexist like it is because that like freaks me out it's like you're put you're put in a position where you're you're kind of uncomfortable and obviously don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable but you even see like in the movies and stuff like the way that like white men like look at the women in their offices like the ceos always have like their hot secretary who like like i don't know what's what is the um the movie with that like wolf of wall street well yes but i'm not but i'm thinking of the guy what christian bale was the um he shades of gray no no, (laughs) it's the actor's name and he like he was the american psycho american psycho right yeah wait that's what he peels the faces Nope, that's no American. Part where he's like Huey, Lu- Huey, Huey Lewis in the news, and he's American Psycho. Like, he just yeah, kills women. Americans. It's not just women. He just kills people. <laughs> he's like this like super I'm high so up pro- business like, perfectionist yeah. guy. Yeah, and like he just like has this hot secretary. I don't know. I'm going on a tangent, but it's just like workplace sexism is You're like so how can real. you having a hot secretary? Mm-hmm. I mean, smart but bad. <laughs> you can be hot and work anywhere, but I'm just saying there's yeah. like a fetish. There's so yeah. many fetishes, but there's a fetish. I feel like it's like a, like a dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's a workplace dynamic that is like too archaic like, to still yeah. be in this country, but it's still rep- like even in TV shows about the workplace, like you still it's see this. There. All right, so why don't we um, 
make this conversation intersectional. So I uh, have plenty of experiences with misogyny or sexism. I have a hard time pulling them apart from like race or relevant to my race. So one experience I want to share is one time I was in the grocery store with my dad, um, just like shopping pre-COVID. So it was like normal times. Um, but this like, I, if I had to guess his age, I would say this middle, I would guess like 40 to 60, somewhere in that range. You know, like with black men, it's hard to tell because black don't crack and that's on God. So <laughs> somewhere in that range. But we're, I'm walking through the grocery store and this man um, is like kind of like whispering at me. And I'm like weird. I'm like, I'm with my dad. You're like old. And he literally, I was facing the other way and I, all of a sudden someone grabs my arm and I turn around and it's this like man being and he goes you're so beautiful and I was like Jesus Christ so I think the biggest thing or if I were to pick it apart as an intersectional experience I would say definitely like the fact that I'm a woman played into the point where he felt like it was okay for him to just touch me without my consent and then also the fact that I'm a light-skinned black woman was like what made me like so beautiful to him which plays into the whole fetishization of um, black women, but also light-skinned black women, which, did we talk about colorism? And We haven't talked about colorism. So we haven't talked about colorism yet, but we definitely need to, and it's definitely on our long, long list of things to talk about, but that's one of my experiences. I think, like, I don't want to really speak for you, so, like, tell me to shut up. But we're the same person, so I would. But we're the same person. So you probably know. But, um, no, I just think, like, me and you have very, like, different experiences, like, in that, in, like, race, in that just, like, I feel like you get fetishized a lot, and I get, like, just, like, completely, like, shut off and, like, dehumanized a lot. No, it's colorism. Yeah, because of, like, colorism, because uh-huh. I'm, like, darker than you. Yeah. And it's just, like, I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of the times I'm very, like, rejected, especially, like by my peer group like it's usually older men will come after me and i'm like i don't want this but like Uh but like i don't know and even like with my like we have different hair textures and i one thing i've noticed is that in like my experience people treat me a lot better when i do things to my hair that's more like acceptable yeah white like even like braids like i just like started doing braids and i realized how many more people talk to me treat me nice like really like especially like, not even like um romantically just like even like grocery yeah. stores walmart like people were way more apt to help me if your hair my hair is like in a certain way yeah as opposed to when it's natural i mean about the, like about the hair stuff i feel like so my hair is definitely like i I don't I honestly I don't even know what hair texture because I've bleached it so many times I like am unsure like what you know how they have like the three and like four things so I don't really yeah. know what it is but it definitely can go into like a full afro so when I transitioned to going natural I just remember like so many people making comments about how like big my hair and I ended up writing my college essay on it because it was such a transform it was a hard experience like relaxing your hair and stuff like that to honestly make your hair look like your white peers hair it's crazy, but it's something that a lot of black women go through, yep. you know, and like, that's not something you guys would experience. You guys have definitely experiences as women, but like you guys don't like don't. And by you guys, I mean, Emma and Rachel, like haven't had to experience that kind of like 
rejection of yourself. Right. Yeah. I remember, like, I stopped relaxing my hair, I think, like, middle school, like, end of middle school. And I remember just sobbing about it, like, when, because my hair was just falling out. It's so hard. But, like, I just remember yeah. sobbing when I had to stop because I was like, I'm ugly. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, being like, fuck. And, like, that acceptance of, like, the way my hair looks. And, like, I think I still have, like, like, I do like my hair in some senses. Like, I think I don't hate my hair as, like, uh-huh. but I, like, do hate it just because it takes so much fucking time to do. Yeah, that's, like, where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> like, that acceptance of my hair and, like, the way I look took so fucking long. Yeah. And, uh, like, we can get into this in another episode because I'm not sure if it totally relates, but just even, like, we were talking about before TV shows, like, the only black girls that are the leads on these shows are all light-skinned, like, mm-hmm. Zendaya is... With their hair straightened or, yeah. like, perfect springy curls. Or, or, like, they would have, like, the wigs on. Yes. Have, like, the, yeah. like, perfect, shiny yes. hair. Mm-hmm. You know what pisses me off the most, though? It's, like, not even just, like, in, like, white TV where they're, like, okay, here's the black friend. It's, like, black TV, too. It's, like, the mom is always light-skinned. And, like, Mm -hmm. Aunt Viv, I'll still never get over the fact that they took out Aunt Viv, like, dark-skinned Aunt Viv for a light-skinned Aunt Viv. I don't want her. I never wanted her. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh. Yeah. They changed it randomly, and they were, like, let's get this light-skinned lady in here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why? Like, <laughs> It's because we hate blackness. Like, think about, like, we hate it, but we love it because we love certain things about it. Like, all of a sudden, recent culture or, like, recent Ameri- American culture likes, like, big lips and tan skin. Like, that's stuff that has been more accepted, but we still don't like blackness, yeah. you know? Which, honestly, that pissed me off so much, like, that transition, because I hated my lips as a kid. I used to go, like... Like, try to, like, Aww. suck in my lips to have thin-ass white lips. <laughs> and it look like all my friends. <laughs> yeah, oh, my bro. God. Um, I can honestly, yeah, I, Emma and I can't say that we've experienced those things and stuff. And I, I didn't even know that. The, just the stuff you said, Sid, like, it's crazy. Because I feel like you don't really talk about it I that mean, much. Also, like, think about it. And it's like, I'm why would you? you? Like, like, yeah. Like, when I... When I'm eight and be like, hey, by the way, I don't like how big my lips yeah. are. Like, it's not like relevant. Yeah. We're talking about like playing horses or yeah. whatever the fuck we talked about. You guys were pretending to be horses? <laughs> I don't fucking know whatever you did in elementary school. <laughs> I also feel um, like kids like don't really know how to talk about like their oh. insecurities mm-hmm. very much. They just like internalize it and then like it leads to mental health issues and like yeah. stuff like that like body image issues when you're older because it's not talked about and it's not normalized when you're a child. I, when I was in middle school, I was obsessed with straightening my hair. I, well, I guess I still do, but I have really frizzy, curly hair. And I've gotten so many comments like, oh, you're really pretty for a Jewish girl. And I would say. People say that shit to you? Yeah. Fucking. She. Oh my God. Seriously? I've gotten a comment and this lady was like, yeah, you don't look jewish and i'm like what do you mean and she was like you don't have the the big nose and the curly frizzy hair oh and this was God. when i straightened my hair every day because like you were i about yeah it. i didn't like my hair all frizzed up be- and it just like reminded me of comments like that and it's like the way you're talking about that is just you're talking about that of every single jewish person and in, in every community it's like why would you say something like that mm-hmm. yeah that's 
it's so sad. And the thing is, it's really people. I feel like a lot of times people think that people of color like should know better. Like black and brown people shouldn't be making these like. I don't know, racist or anti-Semitic comments. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times, like, this stuff is so internalized and ingrained society that it's, like, it be your own people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, I know people. I, like, I don't know. My thing was just, like, anti-Semitism, in my opinion, is, like, the thing that, like, people just, like, do, and then they don't. Like, that's, like, the one, like, thing is, like, okay, almost, if that makes that sense. That people think it's okay? Yeah, like, people just say anti-Semitic comments, and they're just, like, whatever. Like, at least when people say racist stuff, someone will be like, hey, that's fucked up. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. Saying, you're saying people don't, like, like be like, yo, that was yeah, fucked like, up. Yeah, people don't call out anti-Semitism, yeah, yeah. I think, a lot. The like, um, less, like, I feel like they call it out a lot less. Yeah. The amount of Hitler comments jokes that i've gotten is absurd that's disgusting when i was growing up i would say maybe like high school and a little bit of college i guess but whenever i would mention everyone would know i was jewish so they thought it would be funny to bring up a few hitler jokes and at the time i I brushed off i was like oh haha whatever that's funny but then i feel like as i grew up and cindy you said this like learned a little bit more like when you were talking about the n-word and you realize like hey like that's not okay and this i've gotten like many incidents but this is the one incident that was just like really fucked up but i it was a i was a freshman in college and i became friends with this guy and he became like a really good friend of mine and you all know what like a finsta is it's like a fake instagram account so he thought it would be funny to paint like himself as hitler and post it on instagram he said on he, his on his finsta f- sorry his fake instagram doesn't account. make it okay it, yeah like, so doesn't make it fuck? okay like and he tagged me in it he goes hey rach you scared yet <gasps> This is a friend. Oh my god! What did you I'm say? Get the fuck out of here! What did you say? I screenshotted it and I I, I blew up on it. I was like, hey, like this is not okay. I'm I'm sick of the jokes. Like enough is enough, and this is not okay. And he was like, relax. Like it was just a joke. It's like, no, fuck. No, no. are you kidding? What kind of joke is that? <laughs> a threat on your life, referencing genocide. <laughs> yeah, it's just a joke. Like fuck. It's These white so... men really don't get it. That's the thing. I feel like, okay. Not to talk shit about white men, but I feel like being white cisgendered men are in a position where a lot of times they don't, like, especially if you're, like, middle class or upper class, like, you really don't ever experience any form of oppression, and you just think everything is just a freaking joke. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Or it's not serious, or it's, like, some some people, like, take the time to educate themselves. I just feel like they're in the easiest position to, like, disregard any of this stuff because they don't really feel it and the less oppression that you feel the like less offended you get by things because it's like when it comes down to it like i'm sure i don't know like the only jokes that could necessarily offend them is like something that would like hit an insecurity of theirs but it's like it's easier to like assume that things aren't offensive when like there's not that many things about yourself that can be deemed offensive. Yeah, the biggest like, thing are like the Chad. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, the biggest thing is like the Chad and Brad like yeah. jokes. Oh, and then they get so mad. They get so uh-huh. angry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, like I'm not saying all white men are awful. Just like don't be an insensitive, defensive white man because mm-hmm. then you make it hard for people to communicate with you. One of the stereotypes about Jews is that they're stingy with their money. They're cheap. Sorry. Bless you, Emma. Thank you. Jesus. Um, but anyways, I've gotten this comment before. My my 
family members have gotten the comment before when people are like the term do it down so like one time my family member sorry can you say it again they'll say oh i i didn't want to like do it down for them like people have said that to my fam one of my family members that was trying to buy a car and they were trying to negotiate the price and they're like i'm not going to do down the price for you and so like, that's like goes along the stereotype of like being being like, like stingy cheap. with their money and they're cheap like they don't want to give their money away mm-hmm. and it's uh, like really fucked up that they had to Super say that up. yeah I don't know I've sorry I said I was just thinking of something I'm just like I don't know I hear a lot of comments I don't know I just like I've heard a lot of comments about Jewish people and people are yeah. just like that's always fine like I remember I was talking about a friend. And, like, their financial situation, and I was like, they can't, like, afford that. And then the person was like, why? They're Jewish. Yeah, people yeah. think... All Jews rich? And I was like, you really just said that to me? And I was yes! Like, <laughs> just, like, any other statement. Like, if I just said, aren't all black people lazy, you'd be like, what? Or, like, yeah. all women, yeah. women bad drivers. Like, any other blanket statement, everyone's like, that's fucked up. But then Yeah, but they make up about Jewish people. Do you think, like, because... Because, like, obviously, like, you're, like, people are, like, oh, like, white people can't experience, like, this and that. So everyone's always, like, white people suck, this and that, which Mm -hmm. is true. But then it's, like, do you think, like, because, like, a lot of Jewish people are white, like, people feel more comfortable just, like, bashing them? Because, like, well, you can bash white people because, like, they have position of power and this and that. Yeah. But, like, I feel like it's different when it's someone who's Jewish or, like, a woman. That might be the rationale behind it. That's what I'm wondering. No, I'm not saying it makes it right. I think that does kind of make sense. But I'm wondering if that's, like, what's going on. Uh, Yeah. And I've been following this account and, um... It, it has a lot of information about like black people that are Jewish and the discrimination they face and I can't even imagine like them like if they come out that they're Jewish they're like oh but you're black it's like <laughs> they're gonna be like why yeah <laughs> and just like the jokes and stuff every time someone makes like one of those jokes it just like reminds me of when I went to Israel and I went to the Holocaust Memorial and you just see all the pile of shoes mm-hmm. of everyone that died and you literally see like the little infant shoes and it's like how can someone like jokes about uh, this genocide yeah how are people gonna joke about hitler and how are people gonna quote hitler and thinking like appraising this man i went to um auschwitz in poland last november and like it was this like they didn't have the shoes because i think the shoes have been brought to other uh, memorials but it was the hair the hair was like a wall probably 50 to 60 feet long just full of hair like why when they shaved because then they shave people's heads heads. Mm -hmm. and like just the the um the sign like from the entrance of the camp it's like it's shitty because like as someone who doesn't identify as jewish like you shouldn't have to have to go to like one of those like areas those memorials or like read about it or learn about it to like have um sympathy mm-hmm. towards like someone who has gone through a mass genocide you know like mm-hmm. it's n- like or to you shouldn't have to show up there and be like oh all right maybe i shouldn't joke about this you know what i yeah. mean like yeah. my you know my jewish friends yeah. they oh, were yeah. over my house and then they were like giving them a whole spiel and they were like yeah okay they were like we were like talking about how much they my parents were like or my grandparents were talking about how much they love god and they were like you know what yeah we love god yeah yeah we got you on that <laughs> one yeah, we love Jesus, and they were like, who is Jesus? And they were like, my grandpa was like, say Jesus is king, and they were like, I don't, oh, I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to. 
was like, but if you don't back the fuck up, yeah, like, no, why dude. be so aggressive? What the I heck? Leave my friends the fuck alone. People Say always Jesus are doing king. that at college campuses too. Like, I'll always just be walking to class and like, and like, I, like I can't speak for like the offensiveness because like, I was, I mean. I'm quote unquote Catholic. I don't like feel very religious, but that was like the religion I was raised in. So like, I can't say that it offends me, but it's like it's a lot mm-hmm. to just have people like kind of force trying their to religion force on their you. religion on you. Just like how you don't want anyone forcing anything on I've you. I've never seen a Jewish person try to force their religion yeah, on me. Never. Yeah. Or oh, it's literally it's like a Christian thing. Or like what's the one that they go with the books? Mormon. Jehovah Witness. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> that was Mormons. Goddamn. Yeah, like, I, it's just, why is that the culture around it? Like, why are we forcing shit on people? That's, like, my, from, like, what I've learned, the brief information that I have on Judaism. That's, like, my favorite thing about Judaism is that they don't, they're like, you know what? I'm going to mind my own business. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, like, so Literally. many Christian people try to convert us. Shit's ugly. Yeah, like, we're going to stay in our room. lane. I'm going yeah. to hell. I'm going to hell. Mind your business. <laughs> they were like, first of all, that shit's wrong. So I, first of all, like, I haven't been, like, very explicit, I feel like, to a lot of people in my sexuality. Like, I'll tell, I I feel like I'll tell people when I feel like it's relevant, and that's about it. And that's, like, easier for me to do, I think, Um, being, like, a person who predominantly, like, dates men. Um, But the, I feel like the times where, like, my sexuality has like complicated my experience um in past like relationship experiences uh I feel like after I've like come out to my like boyfriend as bi which I would always like say pretty early on and I feel like initially they're like into it but I think they're into it to the point where they want to like see that for them you know when they're not thinking of they're not thinking about my sexuality like for me they're thinking about how it could be potentially relevant to them um so it would just always i feel like it just fraught the relationship with like unnecessary insecurity where it's like he wouldn't or i guess i don't know i feel like insecure people will be insecure about a lot of things but like extra insecure about that piece when they had to like come to terms about it yeah Yeah. i mean it's not like relationshipy but like i like I don't know, I think just, like, guys get weird about women's sexuality that's not around them. Also, it's, like, you'll see even, like, I know I keep bringing up TV, but I feel like it kind of does, like, play a role in this. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. girls will be like, oh, I'm sure this happens in real life. I've just never seen it happen, personally. Or girls will be like, oh, like, to a guy, if you do this, like, so-and-so and and I will make out for a whole minute. And so that's, like, their (laughs) What kind of shows are you watching? That's like a lot of fucking friends. Yeah, yeah. Friends. Friends. Yeah, they were like, Rachel and Monica like made out if the guys in the friend group would like do something. Oh, it's It's just like. I think we should start. Oh, finish that. No, I mean, that's all I was going to say. Just like, it's like, like you were saying, like guys like love girl on girl action, but as soon as they feel like it's like a not a fetish, as soon as it's not a fetish and it's more of like threatening to them, Uh it's like a totally different ball game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, like, now we should, like, girls would be like, yeah, I'll make out with this other girl, but you have to make out with him. Like, <laughs> yes. like yeah. you gotta do gay shit, too, now. <laughs> it's a four-way. <laughs> Surprise, bitch. <laughs> so, I, my past relationship was with um, a white man. It was the first time I ever dated a white guy. 
Mm, I tried it. <laughs> oh god. Other than you know my middle school relationships, but those yeah, even don't count. Erase them. Don't erase them. Don't erase them. Had my first kiss was there. I guess we can't erase them. Anyways, as far like I feel like there it would be hard to talk about race stuff. Like I remember. I took my white boyfriend to Africa with me and it was like the first time he was like an like the in Africa you know like he's like one of the only white people and like obviously everyone in Caveford like loves white people this one I mean like everywhere white people are loved but it was just, it like it provoked a lot of conversations about race and we've always talked about race but I've in my past relationships like that was never like i felt like talking to like a black man at least like we related on like Mm -hmm. the common experience so i guess that's also just another part of like my intersectional identity do you think there's a difference between actually i should pose the question differently Mm -hmm. i've like heard that there's a difference between like a white guy dating a black girl and a black guy dating a white girl Mm -hmm. i think it's also different like if the child's a girl or a boy or no. Yeah. Maybe. Because, like, say. dependent, because, like, also, like, overall, like, guys, you know, typically, like, look up to their dads and girls look up to their moms. So, do you think it could be, like, different there, too? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I can't say that. Like, I don't know enough about, like, I don't know enough, like, examples of that to, like, start talking about the nuance and gender mm-hmm. with that. Right. But... Well, because when I brought it up, it's because I was actually watching a TV show where um, it was like um, some medical show. I don't remember the name. And like this white woman really wanted a black guy to like take her out. Like they obviously had like were attracted to each other and like liked each other. But he kept turning her down and she was like really upset about it. And she finally talked to him and he said like oh when you said a black guy you meant a specific one not just like any black guy to take her out no no it was like one it was like a black i was like damn she really just wanted like it was a specific guy but he was like oh i've always learned that like if me as a black male like if i don't date black women like because black women are like even more like they have even more oppression Uh it's like if even like black guys won't like yeah date them. and this is just what i heard on the no it's true, obviously though. like I, it's not my right to have their opinion about this but it's what i saw on the show mm-hmm. so i was wondering like if that's a real thing like i feel like they wouldn't have put it in the show i don't know i think it's real um i don't know i just like i've had a loud experience of like black men won't fuck with me white mm-hmm. men will fuck with me whatever other race of men won't fuck with me and like to the point and especially, like, I don't know, I think it just, like, it shows up in different relationships, and I've had, like, I don't know, I, like, can't, like, specifically say what it is, but I've had a lot of, like, situations where, like, we've definitely been into each other, and it's clear, and everyone can see that, and yet, like, they won't, they still won't fucking date me, and, like, I, like, don't know why, but then they'll, any basic ass bitch, like, oh white bitch God. will show up, and then they're like, yeah, and right. they'll, like, commit to them, but never me. First of all, that's awful. And I feel like black women, before they, like, I don't know, like, let themselves find someone cute, have to, like, ask themselves a question. Like, are they into black women? Which is, like, sad. But Mm -hmm. it's, like, a real thing because I feel like there's been instances where I'll be like, oh, maybe they're cute. And I literally have to, like, ask that. But I also think this conversation needs to bring in 
like the like fetish fetish like the fetishization of like black men and the fetishization of black women and like that on that color scale to like really pick apart what this means you know there's like the whole like people say snow bunnies and like jungle fever and that like plays into the black man white woman dynamic and like everyone loves white women you know like (laughs) there's no race who's like i'm not into white girls you know and it's like it's okay like i want everyone to be into everyone when it comes down to it but and i think emma said this in an episode earlier but it's like usually when people are like oh like what type of people are you into and it's like yeah it's blondes like, or brunettes <laughs> yeah blondes like, or brunettes oh, like, and like oh hair like strong yeah. like eye color but like guys like i don't i'm sure girls do this too but like guys like a lot of times will be like oh like i'm into like asian girls or like i'm into black girls or i'm into like yeah, yeah. It's like, or they girls. won't say they say oh just regular girls but they mean like white girls yeah <laughs> yeah it's different for like a black guy to date a white girl than a black girl to be dating a white guy do you think i think just acknowledging like status in society yes mm-hmm. there is like when you look at the intersectional like oppression that black women face and that when it comes down to it like black women are like heavily rejected but that also plays into like the color of a black woman's skin you know and like the texture of her hair and like her features you know like i feel like the darker and the more you know quote-unquote black a woman gets the more she'll be rejected unless someone specifically has like a fetish for black women and like there are people out there who do and it's like thanks for showing love but like why is it got to be creepy like that yeah. and they're always weird about it they always say weird shit to me like i'll like know immediately because i'll be like what's up chocolate oh. uh, <laughs> like, like sometimes they'll just like straight up say shit to me and be like yeah like once you go black like never go black we'll open with that on tinder and I'm like, yeah what? jesus See, and that's the thing is like i feel like at the end of the day like in the world like there's absolutely nothing wrong with interracial dating like it should be like widely accepted but i feel like because of the fact that like specifically white men but like just people in general like have like fetishes or like have specific types that they want it's like it's not just the interracial dating it's like the race that you're specifically aiming at and it's also like and you need to have that like respect and the appreciation for the other person's race and culture Mm -hmm. yeah and like what really is like gross about it is it's just like I mean, like, if it was purely aesthetic, it's, like, still kind of fetishization, but it's, like, the ideas that they put with it, like, like, people are, like, oh, I'm really into Asian women, it's, like, that, like, idea that they're, like, docile, and they're tiny, and then, like, Like they can be manipulated, it's, like, really fucked up, or when I was, like, oh, like, I'm really into black women, and it's, like, this caricature of, like, black women and stuff Uh like that, it's never just because, like, I like brown skin, like, (laughs) like, it's really, it's, like, usually has, like, weird, deep shit. Yeah, yeah. Because if it was just the skin, it would be like there would that wouldn't even have to be like a t- you would just like the person. Yeah. And anyway, one other thing I wanted to say real quick, Emma, when you mentioned interracial dating and like marriage and stuff, like we also have to recognize that in this country that was illegal for a very yeah. long time, yeah. and those dynamics, just like dynamics of chattel slavery, like are carried in society. Like I remember when I would be a like in public with my white boyfriend, and especially in certain areas, we would get weird looks. And there are, like, people out there who judge that. And it's, like, and like we think in this day and age, like, it's not like that. But, no, people – and people – there are 
white people who don't ever see themselves dating a black person like I've talked yeah. to multiple people and I'm like would you ever date a black person and they're like I just don't really like see myself dating a black person and I was like why they're like I don't know like I just don't think I'd be able to like relate racist. to them and I was like mm-hmm. yeah bitch you're racist it just doesn't make sense yeah uh, like it doesn't make sense to not know why is, mm-hmm. is I guess well they I, say why I mean. they say that there's just it's not they're not like their type and I'm like you're literally racist because also like everybody is different and everybody is unique so you can't just like group everybody yeah because like if you just say you don't see yourself dating a black guy you don't see yourself dating an asian guy you're grouping them to all be the same exact person yeah and like grouping their like features like yeah. not every right. asian it's person features looks the same or has the same skin tone or right. like mm-hmm. whatever right. same with black people latina people or latinx people whatever but I have a story I want to tell that was, like, related to, like, a little bit back ago. But when I was in um, Cuba, I remember we were in this club, amazing club. But, um, <laughs> like, we were, all of us were, like, there were 17 girls um, in our group. And all 17 of us weren't there. But a lot of us were together. And there was these sexy black dudes. And we were, like, yes. And, like, a couple of my <laughs> friends. Yes. Yes. And we were, like, yes. <laughs> but, like, a couple of my friends were trying to, like, get dance with them. And, like, I personally, like... There was one I was like, <laughs> but he was dancing with a girl. But like I personally wasn't into them. But I was like trying to, like talk to them for my friends because a lot of them couldn't speak like much Spanish. And I was like, Yo, you want to dance with my friend? And they're like, Nah. And I was like, All right. And then I was like, Hey, you want to dance with my friend? Other friend? They're like, Nah. Blah 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 blah. And then we noticed it started grabbing like the white girls. And then the white girls would be like, I don't want to dance with you. Oh and then God. they'd go back and then they would just grab more white girls until we realized, oh, what the fuck is happening? And then my one friend was like, you know what? Fuck y'all. We just like started yelling at them. And then I started yelling at them and it was like a thing. But like, it was just like, like, wow, like really, like you hate yourself that bad that you won't date women who look like you, that you just like have to go after white women. It's so internal. Yeah. That's it's so internalized, internalized racism. And like, honestly, I was like really happy like happy that like at least like my are like my white girlfriends were like no fuck these dudes like these like we don't fuck with guys like that because a lot yes. of people would be like okay bye yeah and it's like we black don't. men like i feel like i don't have a problem until it's like they exclusively date white women yeah or like exclusively date light-skinned women. women yeah or non-black women like yeah. I'm like that with anybody, though, but, like, especially black men, because it's, like, you deal with shit, like, you should know better. Your mom was black, like... Yeah, how are you really going to disrespect your entire fucking family like that? Yeah, like, you're really going to say you wouldn't date a black woman when, like, a black woman birthed and raised you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people are quick to jump to, like, that's a... Like, I feel like I... I, No, I'm quick to jump to, like, when I see, like, a white woman with a black woman, like, black man, to think, like, are they a snow bunny? Like, does this white woman only date black men? And does this black men only date white women? You know, Mm -hmm. like, you start to, like, question these things. Do we want to, like, do more... I feel like we we straight away from intersectionality. Oh. Because we were just talking about dating for a while. Yeah. There's... I was going to say the thing about how our president treats women. Like... Never (laughs) mind. Uh, the person running our country and I quote said if Hillary Clinton can't satisfy her husband what makes her think she can satisfy the country that's literally so and it was so fucked up also, oh says so didn't much he say that comment about his daughter like oh I would date her if my yes. Da- yes. no he's a pedophile I like remember straight up Jeffrey Epstein proved that but like whatever uh, when he was like running because we were freshmen in college when this was happening and there was a guy on my floor who literally was like 
oh my god there will not be a woman running our country and i was just like "Mm, you fucking suck (laughs) it makes me so mad because like i don't know like things like comments like that like i remember once i'll never forget my dad was talking about like his boss and how he's like i hate having a woman boss and like i never want like a female boss because like blah 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 blah. like how is a woman gonna tell me what to do and i was like honestly like fuck you because like you know how many times like i've had to hit like men are always in fucking control of me you don't know what the fuck that feels like it feels feels fucking shitty to always have to answer to all these fucking dudes with their (laughs) all their misogyny and all their stupid shit that they fucking say and then, then they're like and then they're like, oh, we make better bosses. And then they do all this dumb shit. Horrible. And then yes. they're like making shitty jokes in the office and like slacking off and then still get more fucking credits than us. Like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah bruh. Sorry, dad. This restaurant that my family and I were like, we gotta try this restaurant because like my friend, my mom's friend like suggested it. So we were like, okay, let's try it. Like a soul food restaurant. The name of the restaurant was My Wife Didn't Cook. I'm not I kidding. Saw that, on that was yeah, the name of the restaurant. And I was like, and then like all the names of the dishes. Yeah, the drinks no, the, or they had like a cocktail menu. First of all, drinks basic as fuck. It was like vodka. It was like Hennessy on ice, and <laughs> it was like the drink names to were like go. yeah, be- pandemic. Yeah, before I like before I go home, there she go again, and anyways, just like that was so fucking sexist like as to name your restaurant my wife didn't cook when your wife is next i I stalked their instagram and the wife is just like casually next to him like smiling right she probably cooked all the food for the restaurant and they're gonna name the restaurant she does cook cook, actually yeah it's your wife is cooking quirky and funny learn how to cook you fucking grown-ass man what the hell like you yeah but maybe like i don't know like i don't know who actually is cooking in that restaurant part of me like thinks it's probably a black woman i mean actually probably not though because i did see a white woman and the mac and cheese was a little dry (laughs) (laughs) so i don't really know um but i just feel like also black men oftentimes like can be very very sexist and Mm -hmm. i think they think that they're not sexist because they're black men and they like have felt oppression or whatever but it's like the fact that that restaurant was named that and like i've just had plenty of sexist experience with all men but especially like black men where i'm like you should know better black men do that gay men do that gay men will say mad sexist shit and be like but i'm gay so (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah wait like what i'm trying to think i i'm can think of a specific person that i'm talking about Uh um but I like and remember like talking to all my other friends and be like, you know, blah 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 kind of does fucked up shit, right? And we're like, yes, thank you. But like, mm-hmm. I know like I've had experiences of like one thing is just like that I know like a lot of men do is just like talk over me and like honestly Man's kind of a hypocrite because I've talked over you like three times today. <laughs> but like I'm not offended. But like yeah, just like mansplain shit to me and then like or like especially like women's issues. Oh, I've had it like when I was like trying to explain like something a woman's issue, and then they were like, I was like, yeah, you know, and like so like misogyny works like blah blah blah, and they were like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, so blah blah blah. So, like, I'll tell you. Yeah, don't worry, like, don't worry. I got it. Hun. And I was like, literally, I was in the middle of talking about something that affects only me. So can you shut the fuck up? I literally mm-hmm. hate mansplaining. It's like yeah. the most frustrating <laughs> thing. I was watching a John Mulaney comedy sketch, uh-huh. and he was like, so you know, mansplaining, and then he goes. Oh, ladies, do you want me to tell you what that means? <laughs> and 
and then you like, say, no, I know what it means, and they still explain it. Yeah. Oh, Ready? I'll tell you what it means. Some men, men, can absolutely, without offense, explain things to women and to other men. Some cannot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. to comment on or explain something to a woman in a condescending, overconfident way, and often inaccurate or oversimplified manner. Just assuming that, like, she doesn't know, like, the whole truth or she doesn't know exactly what it is. So, like, oh, before you even go to explain it, like, let me just explain it. The next man, the man explained to me I'm going to fuck their wife. No. Oh, God. I just, I was, like, going to punch him in the face. I also, like, and I get that, like, a lot of times mansplaining is accidental. And I know, like, guys just want to sound smart about stuff. But, like, what will really make you sound smart is if you can listen and respond and, like, have a mutually beneficial conversation with someone. So. And, like, back to the Hillary Clinton thing with, like, when she was running. Like, I get it. Hillary Clinton was not all that in a bag of chips. Like. She wasn't great. She was all that and a couple of sex trafficking. Yeah, (laughs) especially, yeah, now with all the stuff that we are finding out about her. But uh, what I'm saying is... is involved in the sex trafficking? It's going to trial. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, when she was running for president, I would not care if anyone came up to me and was like, oh, like, because of the email shit, because of this. But if you're going to say you literally just don't want her to be our president because she's a woman, like, the woman thing cannot be part of your... No. Like, your, your reasoning for not voting for her. I don't care if, like, you you don't you still don't have to vote for her because she's a woman, but don't not vote for her because she's a woman. And then the thing that's like, well, a woman can't be in office because they'd be too emotional uh-huh. and all this stuff. They'd be too destructive. Well, aren't all wars in this country started... Name one war started by a woman. I'll wait. Like what? <laughs> also, I was reading this thing um, about intersectionality impacting an entire community. Um, these are like some of the examples. One of them is unemployment, poverty. One of them is health disparities. So like how? Maybe like yeah, if like you can afford yeah. insurance. Yeah, or the fact that black women are four times more likely to die during childbirth than like medical racism and stuff. Yeah, medical, medical racism. racism. Like you can see, like in health disparities, you can see like how black people are disproportionately affected, and then if you break it down, you can see how black women are even more, like worse off. Mm-hmm. So shit's really not cute. Like if we're gonna be honest. Anyway, one more. Th- Going back to the Hillary Clinton thing, too. But if, like, the emails and that shit were a deal breaker for you for Hillary, then, like, why wasn't the, like, rape and shit a deal there, breaker it, for It's, like, not even one. There were the multiple. To yeah. Describe. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, People. so much shit should have been a oh, deal breaker. Oh, I actually literally just screenshot his When his dad was, like, the grand wizard of the KKK. Yeah, it's, um, like, the thing is, it's, like, when... And that's why I feel like sexism was so big in that election because people were so quick to cut Hillary off for like suspected stuff. But like we had real concrete evidence of really fucked up shit that Trump did. But people were willing to like disregard that. And the media wasn't like as beating her, like beating him down as they were Hillary. Yeah, that's why that that election really like broke something to me. Like I knew it was gonna happen because I was like, "There's no way, like my America, Obama. my America is gonna vote no. for a woman after a black man." There's no way. Like in my wettest of dreams. But, yeah, <laughs> but like, but that was the dude y'all picked him. The man can't. What? Tell me one time. Name one time he's completed a full sentence. Literally. <laughs> oh my god. But also. I po- I screenshot this today because I was like I need to do I need to show this to someone. He tweeted in 2013, 26,000 unreported sexual assaults in the military, only 238 convictions. What did these geniuses expect when they put men and women together? 
that's our president like and so someone the quote tweeted was like y'all's president really said that women should expect to be raped especially if they are placed in the same place together you are really the biggest clown if you support this man a lot of these i don't like you guys would probably know but i'm just interested by them okay um underfunded school systems pollution Uh crumbling infrastructure the big had, thing like, was such polluted water Michigan. and they still have polluted water today and people don't do shit it's because they don't care about black people they don't Same care reason about why, poor black people yes especially like that's an intersectional thing too <laughs> like they have tainted water that is causing real health problems and their like local government doesn't care about them and like there was a push to like help them for a little bit but nothing really got fixed and people were dying and it's like people don't care about black people people don't care about poor people so when it's poor black people people especially don't care which is why nothing gets done uh there's a concept called nimby which stands for not in my backyard and so like a lot of things like garbage disposals or landfills and stuff like that or even like pollution and said like noise pollution or like from like airports or like light pollution light pollution or like wind power like they'll get put in poor neighborhoods Mm -hmm. with like minorities because like everyone no like because like think about it do you want a fucking landfill in your backyard no No. none of us want it but like we live in a a, like a middle class neighborhood with a majority white population so we're not gonna get it they're gonna put it in like hartford Mm -hmm. or or, like a place where like more poor people or black people or like because they don't don't have like the means to like actually fight against it exactly which Mm -hmm. is sad because it just like again like you said rachel it's underlined by this lack of care Mm mm-hmm and it's like they wouldn't care unless they were put in that but it's like you don't even have to be put in that situation to care just have like, like sympathy for other people yeah, for real. that's like one of my biggest issues or like i don't know what the right word is but like what i don't like about the u.s is that like our individualist um nature makes us a lot like we just don't give a fuck about other people and mm-hmm. and it just it makes me sick and like you could see that especially in COVID, in COVID-19, mm-hmm. and just how people are like, I'm not going to wear a mask because it doesn't affect Literally. me. Or like, like my right we to can go back to, Yeah, we can go back to work and like open the economy so I can get a haircut and like I can watch poor people die and be like literal human poor fucking black people for the economy while I can go and do whatever the fuck I want and sit at home and be safe. You know what I mean? Right. And then like, it's just like this perception that we have to go back to work and that we, like economy will fail isn't like real it's not real at all because if the government wanted to help us they could like they have that money think about how many fucking billions i think trillions he spent on fucking war we spend re- so like, much more fighting? money defund the war country. what are we what are we having defund a war on war. right now <laughs> mm-hmm. literally i think that's one of the hardest things is like i feel like with us like the four of us like obviously we've all had our forms of like um, oppression in like individual ways some more than others but like we're all like genuinely kind people too mm-hmm. and I feel like you feel so let down by a world where there's so many like selfish and just literally mean people like I feel like when you have like big hearts and kind hearts like it's so hard to just like see people who can be so blatantly like just selfish and mm-hmm. like like you said like the individual individualist mindset like can you just like seriously just care about other people like if if people cared about each other more all of these like deeper and like bigger issues like wouldn't be as susceptible to like to happen yeah 
I like I don't remember what like fake thing it is like fake news source like it's like an onion like type thing but like I remember they had like a fake article that was like I don't know how to convince you that to care about other people and I think about it every day because like at the bottom of the line like sometimes like you like I'm literally just sitting there convincing people to like just have empathy sympathy like literally think that you are not the only human being on this stupid fucking planet because all of these problems are humanity problems sexism racism like homophobic like all of these problems going on all just have to do with people like social yeah like our social interactions with each other literally treated each other like human beings and like like it's sound, it, it's obviously it's not as easy just to say, but it's like it's mm-hmm. so so shitty that it can't be like that. Yeah, people are gonna think for themselves and just if it doesn't doesn't concern to them. I feel like in America now, so everything is based off of making profit. Everything's a business now. So capitalism, baby. All all people are concerned about now is just making money and yeah. and, I don't know. and like you can like care about yourself and like you know prioritize yourself and literally still care about other people it's Mm -hmm. not that hard plenty Mm -hmm. of people do it so it's just like you can't be as like i feel like the more successful and i'm saying that like in quotes because like what really is success um but like in a capitalist country requires like the more people like abused and hurt you know like we make the most money with prison labor we make you know, like we, you need to be screwing someone over in order to be making like obscene amounts of money. And that's where like the selfishness surpasses the care. So it's like this society trains you to, if you want to be like very, very successful to like not care about people and people buy into that. I will say, I mean, I hope, I feel like now with our generation has become more accepting of by transgender people so i hope that our generation can do better do better and we will we'll do a little better each generation as many for as many generations as we have left on this dying planet true one thing that i think about though a lot is that like because like there's like this idea that like boomers or whatever are like more conservative blah 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 but like when you think about it like the reason like at least part of the reason why like they are more conservative is like the liberal liberal ones died like think about it how many like of of the um like more liberal like open-minded people of like died because um they were in the minority sections or like how many people have we lost to like the aids crisis and stuff like that like so many people who are like had more open minds and stuff like that like a lot of the people who get to survive are more conservative because like they weren't killed off you know what i'm saying does that make sense kind of but i also think the conservative people be killing themselves off with them heart attacks and such <laughs> we don't have to put them. i feel like everyone's di- like people are dying like all different types of people are dying right i don't know i don't i like i think it's like as like younger generations do tend to be more liberal but like i think also part of it really is because like so many of the people like people who are like look like me and you that or are even like you or even like you <laughs> are like killed off systematically because of like certain like parts of oppression yeah yeah and no then, that's like, true yeah that's and so, true like, that, like people who are more open-minded are like dying and like i'm not saying that there's no one left but you know because we're saying? like the most vulnerable we we're, we're tend to be more vulnerable mm-hmm. and, yes like, there's hope to do better and with our communal collectivist effort we will yeah, yes. people are out there, like, doing stuff and trying and, like, 
you know. I have faith. Like, what else are you gonna this? do? Yeah, yeah you, there's nothing you can do but just hope and like try and, to like, make it better. And like, do your best. And, and surround yeah. yourself with people that love you and care about you. Like, self care. Like, take care of yourself and everything. You know what I mean? Like, check in with yourself and check in with your friends and like take care of yourself mentally yeah. while like you're fighting. If you have any experiences that you want to share with us or any other things that you want, do you think we should discuss, please write into us. We've gotten a lot of kind, sweet, supportive messages from people, which is always great to hear. So we love that. Yeah, don't forget we are Suburban Real Talk on Instagram and Suburban Real Talk at gmail.com for our email. Casey, want to send us Casey your resume, us yeah. resume and become our unpaid intern. <laughs> Goodbye, babies. Bye. I love you. Bye.